0: we're uh back on the subject of the mystery of the time and uh we're going to be talking uh number 5 mystery of the time number 5 this is uh Jerry Lee standing in for the manifestor this should be a very interesting study here tonight okay so let's um let's just begin uh with some interesting things uh that everyone, I think, will be interested in to hear. Um, There are a few scriptures that we're going to, you know, get into. And I think we'll just start off with uh, Joshua uh, chapter 10, verse 12. Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. Okay? So, Joshua chapter 10, verse 12 goes like this. Um, Joshua is in a battle with... um, uh some of the enemy of Israel and uh it's uh the the Amorites and uh they're fighting and it's a very um uh timely situation because the the sun is starting to go down and uh uh the light uh not having the light would be a problem they could maybe lose the battle. So Joshua gets up uh in verse twelve and he begins to pray to God, and he says, "Lord, uh, you know, deliver us the Amorites." Uh, and he said, um, uh, "You know, cause the sun, sun, stand thou still upon uh, uh, Gibeon, and thou, moon, in the valley of Ajalon And uh, then it goes on to say, "So the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies." Uh, Is this not written in the book of Jasher? Uh, so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and haste not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like this day uh, before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Okay. Now, <clears throat> we want to talk about that um, as to how much um, sense that that makes or doesn't make. Uh, not that that would matter to some people if it made sense or not. Uh, but I'm a person that always like things to, uh, uh, have logic and, and be able to understand them. Uh, or to know it by the Spirit what it's talking about. So, um, hold on here just a minute. Take off one of my shirts here because it's gotten warmed up in here. I guess we got pretty stirred up not being able to get on the broadcast. And I hope I haven't missed any of you people, but uh, it wasn't anything uh, at fault on our uh, part of it. Now, Joshua and the sun and the moon. Okay, now uh, anyone knows this, not anyone, but a lot of people do, that if anything happens as far as the spinning of the earth and the orbit of the earth and and the the effect of of the sun in its uh, procession as it moves um and the orbit of the moon uh you would you that that would be a very dangerous prayer to pray um and i think that sometimes that you know people ask god to do things without having knowledge uh joshua didn't have the knowledge about uh you know that uh if the sun uh, stop spinning or the, or, or orbiting or the, something happened in the orbit, uh, and the procession of the, of the sun, uh, what that would do to the earth. That would basically be the end. And, uh, especially if it lasted for roughly a whole day. So, um, what, uh, I want to get in here tonight is an understanding of what happened there because, uh, uh we're certainly talking about the mystery of the time because that's what this uh, this was about there was a battle going on and uh time as they perceived it that they needed was tied in to having light from the sun and uh and of course uh, uh usually when the sun is going down the moon is uh you know becoming uh very visible uh but it sort of sounded a little bit confusing here and it sound um uh pretty much like uh there was something not known uh, to a great extent and that a prayer had been prayed uh in ignorance uh but then god understood God understood what was what was being asked. Uh, he understood that what was really being asked is not for the end of the world, uh, but what was really being asked is for um, the, the there to be enough time of daylight uh, or at least uh, whatever would be needed so that they could win the victory over the Amorites. That was the request. They wanted to win the victory over the Amorites. That's what the prayer was. Now, interestingly, when this... Uh, Hebrew was translated Uh, There were a lot of different options uh, that they could go to instead of just using uh, the term, uh, you know, the Sun stood and still Uh, There was many other options that could be used instead of that and interesting 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 uh, one of them uh, was that uh, Let the Sun be silent or let the Sun be dumb now um, that is interesting because what would that have to do with um uh with this thing with this thing that that uh, has to do with the emission of light uh what does being silent really mean there well um what the revelation in my insight turns out to be is that uh don't let this factor of the sun make the difference of us losing the war or not defeating the Amorites don't let that be let let, let that be a silent issue Let cause that to not be the issue that interferes with us winning this war now that is incredible when you see it like that and you know what you can do you can look up the word you know still S-T-I-L-L and Stood and all those and looked at it for yourself in the like the strongest concordance and you will see that You know what I'm saying is Is what is available as as an additional uh, translation? now I Want to encourage you that sometimes if you should ask the wrong thing in your prayer that God will put it into uh, his understanding of what it is that your intent is and, and I think that that is a beautiful, important thing to know. And it's a timely thing to know. The other thing that I want to uh, talk to you about is, um, the, the effect of time. Uh, there are, um, many, many situations, scientifically speaking, uh, that have to do in physics in which, uh, there are, um, particles that um, have an effect of having gravity, but they don't have gravity. And there are different instances where uh, there are effects that are recorded of a particle or of some uh, special kind of, of uh, uh, effect in nature uh, that... that um, it's quite different from what from what it um, uh, puts out because it does not have what is normally used and counted on and estimated uh, to to be the substance of uh, that causes uh, those those uh, results. Uh, I want to say that I believe that there have been several times in the scriptures. Um, displayed which we won't have time to go through all of them tonight in which uh there has not actually been a change take place except the effect of a change there's been something happen as though it did it did occur but it actually did not but the effect was of the nature now i i have even used this a uh, kind of insight uh, to do with the uh, the deluge of of uh, the the time of of Moses of uh, Noah, and um, someday I'll be going over that teaching again too. But what I want to say is, I do not believe that the sun stopped moving, the moon stopped moving, and the earth stopped moving. I do not believe that. And I know the consequences, to a great extent, of what would happen if any of those things were the case. But what I do believe happened, is that just as the scripture said, let them not be an issue. Let not, let's not let not lose this battle, God, because, you know, there's a natural event happening here, and the sun is going down on us. And we could lose the battle because, Time is running out, time of daylight is running out, and so God made the sun to be a dumb, a silent issue, so that it was not an issue. And I believe that there was then a compression and protraction that occurred at the same time, Uh, a compression of any ideology that... Uh, to the people that after they heard the prayer of Moses uh, they weren't scientific people and they just believed that that would be the case and I believe that sometimes people see things that do not exist believing that they do exist calling those those things that are not as though they are, which is a language of the Bible. Another manifest expression is, what you see is not what is. What you see is not what is. You are looking at something and believing that uh, you are seeing it, but you actually are not seeing it because it's configuratively happening in the mind in the brain and and the brain is probably the greatest area that has never been uh never been brought forth and understood so um i don't know if my um message is playing back on me here or i'm i I feel like I'm getting another uh, something else coming in i I'm not just sure, but I hear other words coming in somewhere but um anyway um I think it's uh it is uh a, a super and I hope this is all coming over clear for you uh and I hope that you can grasp that uh that understanding of what I'm saying about and talking about because what they were after is was to win the war and and uh now it's interesting that just prior to that. Uh, in the eleventh verse of chapter ten, it said, "And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel, and were were in the uh, going down to uh, Betharon that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them, and and Ezekiah and they died. Uh, the, as they were upon them unto Ezekiel, and they died, and they were uh, more which died." Uh, with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Now, um, what we are looking at propositional-wise is the same basic causation that what was needed in their prayer to God in both cases that what was needed was a victory a victory over the enemy and that victory over the enemy was absolutely important uh, for for it, it to happen and uh, with without um, without that uh, victory happening uh, there was um, no way to um, uh, no, no way to feel that they could ask God to do something and then have a an assurance that it would happen. And so God had been dealing with them in a special way, a way in which he makes it very clear that that rarely had there ever been persons that could ask such direct things. Now we know that Moses was in that same position too. But but in the in the time of Joshua Moses had already passed. and and now joshua was was asking these direct things and there was these unusual uh occurrences happening now um uh, this hail that was in giant stones that was coming down um, was it was it literally coming down well it, it could literally have happened uh would god just decide to have that come down as a blank force and Kill the birds and the animals too and, and, uh, you know, wipe out a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, uh, plants and literal things along with, uh, killing the, the enemies, uh, or were the enemies close enough together and in, in one particular place on a plane where this, uh, great deluge of hail could come down on them and sort of like uh, stone them to death uh you know what really 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 happened there what what we know is that um that there were um cases uh in 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 which throughout the bible uh there have been armies that have been slain like by the plague uh there have been armies that have um, <coughs> uh fled in terror left all their food all, all of their loot uh, a, a, even a lot of their weapons because they heard a sound uh, of, of like it was like it was maybe several armies that they thought had been hired to come and fight against them and uh, so they just left everything and ran for their lives. Now I I feel that those, that sound, never really happened. I feel that a lot of those things never really happened except as it happened to their minds so they believed that it did happen and i i think that that is very very important to understand the power of of uh, photo transition uh, and how that the angels use this power of photo transition and and when a person uh, is in to the uh, photo transitions and they experience these things, it is to them as though it just really happened. It's, it's just as, as though it has, uh, is, you know, they, they would not, they would not write it any different, they would not tell it any different, because to them, it, it is just as real. And, uh, I think that there are people, uh, who have claimed to be abduct, abducted? Uh, there are people who claim to be taken on board, uh, you know, UFOs, and and I think there are people uh, that have made all kinds of claims to just absolutely, uh, you know, taken lie detector tests and all kinds of things, uh, um, you know, and and just give all vivid descri- you know description of something. And in their mind, perhaps they really did see it to be that way. Uh, you know, but it actually wasn't the case. It didn't actually happen, but but it only happened in their in their mind. Now, this is powerful, and it is more and more important, and more um, caring, and more God uh, to do it that way than it is to uh, you know to open up some uh, a big um, a pile of of hailstones to come down and kill everything around about. Uh, You may not see it that way and you you know, you might be more bloodthirsty and and like the Roman Colosseum uh, Where you know people killed people and killed animals and yeah, you know You might just really want that and desire that Uh, You you uh, have the right to uh, you know, follow your little trail of belief and uh, with all of this violence if that's what you really want uh, but uh, I'm following the person who's called the Prince of Peace and uh, the one that is the most violent in this world is the devil and uh, you know uh, I'm not saying that there may not be uh, times when violence can have this necessary force I'm not saying that but I am saying that if people don't seek all out to, to think in peace, to live in peace, and follow the prince of peace, uh, then they 're going to have violence. Those that live by the sword will die by the sword that 's how it goes, and <clears throat> that can happen even in thoughts, thoughts of the mind. the Bible says as a man thinketh, so is he so those are important considerations and uh, and uh, we just want to go on now with uh, uh, this uh, other part of the story. Uh, turn with me to the um, the second, uh, uh, book of Kings. And, uh, there's a, a situation there that was a prayer. And, and, and the, the king, uh, Hezekiah of Israel, um, he had some kind of a problem, like could have been a cancer or some kind of a swollen, uh, thing on his body. And, uh, Isaiah said, you know, take a lump of figs and, uh, cover it. They, they called it a boil, but who knows? For sure, what it really was, uh, and and Hezekiah said unto uh, Isaiah, uh, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, uh, that I should go up unto the house of the Lord the third day? And and uh, uh, Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do a thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow uh, go uh, forward ten degrees or back ten degrees? And uh, Hezekiah answered, It's a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backwards ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried, And the Lord, and and uh, he brought the shadow ten degrees backwards, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Uh, now, that's a sundial that they're talking about. And for the shadow to go forward or, or backwards would mean some kind of... Um, a forward or advance or backwards uh effect of of the sun as it affects the shadow uh that's if we were to uh say that it literally happened uh you know once again um I'm not into um to uh, supposing that uh, God's gonna do anything to affect uh the sun in its precessions. Uh, or the earth, uh, you know, uh, uh, to the point of its, uh, of its orbit and spinning that, uh, that, uh, it is going to make it, uh, uh, uninhabitable here on earth until it's the time for that to be. I don't think there's going to be something happen way back in the time of Joshua, uh, that's going to make it uninhabitable when that's before Christ had even come and, and uh, was offered on the cross. So I think we have to look at the timetable. We have to, we have to look at the whole thing. And, and, uh, and it, it makes much more sense to understand how powerful this thing of the, the angels. Uh, you know, we, we know this happened in the times of Jesus, that Jesus was surrounded with a, a crowd of, of, of violent, angry uh, uh, religious people, and they were wanting to stone him, and they were angry, and they were all looking at him, and he, he had been up there leading the people, and then the Bible says he slipped out, slipped out from from the multitude, just slipped out, they weren't able to see him, uh, I think all those kinds of things are are are, are things that just happen uh, by by the power of photo transition. I think they're photo transitions, and and uh, we know there was an example when uh, one of the prophets <clears throat> um uh, had this uh, the this whole army that came and uh, he spoke the word and and they were like uh, they became they, they all became blind, and he said now follow me. And and he pulled one of the horses and he led him right into the middle of their their enemies of Israel where they could have killed him. But he said, no, don't kill him, feed him, take care of him, and send them off. This will be a, a, a really incredible example, and it'll it'll bring peace. And uh because their first thought was, well, okay, we got them here and they're blind, let's kill them all. But he said, no, that's not what God is doing. God doesn't want to kill them. That's really why he's doing this miracle. He's He's a merciful God and and so I think that that as we start advancing into this deeper purport of the mind and deeper insight to the mind and begin to understand time in a different way uh, when you go outside and you look up at the stars uh, the state that you see at that moment of the stars is not the state that exists because there's already a, a a time difference there, from the time that it takes uh, for for the the picture of those stars to reach you, to to the 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 time uh, that has really expired, and and so you're seeing something at that instant that you think is happening right at that instant, but it is not. It's it's a state that existed a, a way back, uh, you know, a piece back, according to where the distance and location of those stars are. So we have to keep all those kind of things in mind because they are, uh, they are certainly, certainly relevant, uh, to all that, uh, that, that God is doing. So there is, like, uh, an effect of time. And, and that's, that's, uh, a lot what I, I want to, uh, you know, to, to, to talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, some people might think of it in terms of like a from br- br- you know like a bar um well a some kind of a, a temperature thing uh uh some kind of of a meter uh of time but uh, i i think of it you know uh like uh, an effect of time and i, I want to get into uh, uh, several things uh about that uh which are you know really important and go along with what we talked about last week when we were talking about redeeming the time uh I'd like to even talk a little bit if we uh, you know uh, you get the opportunity about time compression um there are just so many utterly interesting things like um when we we start understanding that almost everything out there that exists is made of atoms and um uh you know an atom is so my minute i mean uh it, you know it is is it's just incredible uh that that an atom is as small as it is and it's uh it's um like you know uh the uh diameter of a uh uh of an atom measures around one millionth of a millimeter and uh it is almost beyond the mind to grasp how small that is, and of the uh, the makeup of the atom, uh, ninety-nine point uh, with seven nines at it uh, is empty space. So, so there's only one percent that actually consists of the protons, the neutrons, and the electrons. The rest is empty space. Just you know, just uh only 1% like 99% uh you know is uh is is empty space so what if a person is able uh to remove empty space and you have a compression of time um if you were in a house and and let's just say there was no you're in, you're in a room from uh, from uh, one side to the other side, let's say, is a hundred feet. You're you're in a big room, and there's no in, you know uh, partitions in between. And you were able to eliminate the space between those two walls, then it would be inst- instant to be able to to touch each wall, because there'd be no space that created a time. Dimension so to speak that you had to because it takes so much time for you to walk or run Across the floor from one wall to the other wall, but now with with this removal of space uh, You are instantly there someone said yeah, but you know space isn't empty. Well, uh, yeah, we, we understand all of that uh, but we also understand that as far as um, materialism uh, that, that, uh, we are still talking about, uh, mostly, uh, uh, an emptiness as far as there being any substance of, of that is uh, blocking. Now, as we begin to get into this understanding, you'll find that there's a relationship, uh, even between, uh, being able to walk on the waters, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the atoms and the molecules to, to, uh, to compress together. And for there to be, uh, you know, no space in between, uh, and then it's just like a pavement that you are walking on. And one of the revelations that the 70 elders of God and Moses, uh, saw was this, uh, pavement, uh, that was, uh, up in the sky and that was, you know, had transparency and, and, uh, this very interesting story as to what that all was about. But the point that I want to make here is that uh science is just in its infancy it hasn't begun uh, to make the discoveries that are really out there and we're going to talk on uh, some of these things because it's so tied into time uh, you can't you can't get away from this uh, thing but i want to really demonstrate this thing about the effect of time now there is are some things that people really have to understand if they really want to understand about the, the Bible, this is what I know. Uh, I know there are some brilliant men and women out there that are scientists and they, they're into to physics and uh, uh, chemistry and all, all kinds of exploratory uh, things about uh, the world. And, and they're very intelligent people. Uh, and they've done a lot of studying, and they've come up with a lot of unique ideas. but I also understand that until they know the truth about the design of the uh universe and how that it is involved uh with with God, that there is no way that they are ever going to be able to resolve the meaning of even the universe because they will be leaving out. The major factors that have to do with it. Now, we need to understand, Isaiah 45, 12, 17 through 18 talks about worlds without end. Uh, I, you know, this thing of creation and making of universes, uh, is just never ever going to end. Uh it may change from being called a universe to being called something else and have some differentiations about it uh like before the universes there existed um you know the alpha ages and uh they were they were you know of a different nature than the universe uh won't go into that right now but but the interesting thing that is very very important uh that must not be missed is that there are worlds without end and so this thing about creation is going to go on and on and on it is not going to uh, stop uh, there's al- there are always going to be creations uh, there are always going to be new worlds and uh, that's very very important uh for people to uh, to see to see that situation and and so Anyway, here we go. Um, let's uh, carry on with this. Uh, okay, worlds without end. Isaiah 45, 12, 17 through 18. Now, <clears throat> I want to read over in here because this is so interesting. Turn to the book of Isaiah. I want you to get into the book of Isaiah. And and I'm trying to not <clears throat> talk too fast so that you can comprehend all the all that I'm going to want to bring in today because it's going to be interesting let's let's go to uh forty five first <clears throat> okay so for, forty five verse uh verse um uh seventeen but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation you shall not be ashamed nor confound world without end. That word, that word uh, in the Hebrew can be plural or singular and uh, and it obviously is singular uh, plural uh, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens plural God himself that formed the earth and made it and has has established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. there are going to be worlds without end, and they are there is a plan for them they are not accidental the 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 intent of the worlds was for them to be inhabited and uh, we're not talking about in a in a vast universe like this uh that that is just you know galaxies and galaxies and galaxies and so many stars that they can't count them uh, that the only thing that is of interest in this whole wide universe is this one little dinky occupation on planet earth that is a small mind that would be thinking that way and if you are thinking that way uh, I do not apologize to say that that is a small mind and small kind of thinking because it does not encompass the plan of God or the reality of God now, don't get all fussed up and 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 take off on me. You need to hear the rest of these things I'm saying. Uh, now let's look at um uh, let's look at Revelation uh pardon me Isaiah 51. Just move over in your Bible a little bit. And uh I've read this scripture to you before. Yes, but we're not finished with it. Uh and it says in Isaiah uh you know uh, 51 verse 16 I have put my words in your mouth i have covered you in the shadow of my hand and why have i done this that i might plant the heavens that's why i've done this that's what this revelation is about that's what the plan of god is about it's not just about one dinky little thing look at look at psalms uh you know 9 look at psalms 19 Psalms 19 tells that the word of God, the, the line, and in the, 12th, the 10th chapter of Romans, it calls that the sound has gone out to the whole universe, that there is no place that that sound has not gone. Now, you're going to have a little mind and a little, little, uh, little corner that is too cooped up to even hardly live in if you get to thinking that that everything that is going on is just about you and just about the people that live here on this planet Earth, because that is absolutely not what the Bible teaches. And I just read that to you. What the plan of God was, and so and so it says right here, you know, uh, I am, you know, uh, verse sixteen. I put put my words in your mouth, and I've covered thee in the shadow of my hand. And here's why. Here's the causation that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, there aren't my people. It's not going to be completed. It's not going to be finished, the work that people have to do on this earth until they have planted the heavens. And ladies and gentlemen, there really isn't anything that's going to stop that plan. And that's why the nations can't stop from looking to go out to the you know, out to other planets. They they, they they can't get away from that. They really can't. You know, in the book of Job 38, which that is an incredible song. I wrote a, one, a song one time on it. In the books of the Bible, Job 38. And it tells about this incredible story you know uh and and it, it's just it's just beautiful it, it's it's about the morning stars where were you when the morning stars sang together for joy uh it all happened out of a spiritual whirlwind something like the 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 whirlwind of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost that filled all the house where they were sitting you know and it asked the questions well where were you verse four when I laid the foundations of the earth declare it Declare it, where were you? You know? Where were you when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God for joy? And in the twenty first verse it says, Knowest thou it because thou wast then born? Well if you look in several other translations, it says you know this because that's when you were born. You know this because that's when you were born, before the foundations of the of the earth. You check it out. Because that is what it says. Now then it goes on in, in verse uh, thirty one of the thirty eighth chapter of Job, and it says, Can you bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion? Can you bring forth Mazorath in his season or can you guide Arturus with his sons? Knowest thou the ordinance of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? And this is what we are to do. We are are called to set the dominion thereof in the earth. And dominion is really important, and I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. And these three uh, various, um, you know, constellation types that are mentioned are because those represent... The 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 base location creation base locations of the three groups of angels that came to this galaxy. The Pleiades, the you know the Orion, the, those were all areas assigned. The three groups, the Cherubims, the Seraphims, the Ophanims, were all assigned into those each each one to one of those areas. And it's a beautiful story, but the plan for those groups was that the planting was to come from the earth it was it was to start out from the earth uh where where this is, was to go uh, does that mean that there's no other uh life anywhere else in the planet uh are not in the planet but in in the in the universe that's not what I'm talking about I'm not getting into that but what I'm talking about is you know this galaxy here we, we've got a big job in this galaxy, and um, there's a, there's a plan, and there and the Earth is is where is the foundation of it, and we're to go out according to the scriptures I read you and plant the heavens. That's part of the of the plan of God, and if we don't understand that in 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 the time aspect of what God is giving to us, uh, then then we're going to miss the mystery of the time. Now, years and years and years ago, uh, this, don't—you know, it must be 30, 35 years maybe, uh, I wrote this uh, pamphlet called Manifest Concept. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful word. Uh, I won't uh, try to read every part of it to you, but I'll read a few parts. Before the genesis of universal order, when as yet the clock of creation had not begun to to tick. In the vastness of the perpetuations of time, God with piercing eye looked beyond the pure energy realm of the first domain, and seeing the great darkness said, I am saddened because of the void of of empty space. Let there be light. And God was moved with compassion, and his love lifted him to think of creation's worlds without end. Furthermore, he said, let wheels of energy fell space with magnets of fire swirling at great speeds, and let my well be written in every aspect of substance. Thus it came to be, once upon a star long ago, in the time of the eighth uni-world, in the time of the universe. Dotted disks of the rillions of matter moved in streams of motion within the body of space the swirl of life was strong and the force of energy prevalent throughout the system. Evolving generations began to fill the universe. Therefore, many creations arose. That's just the front page. <laughs> I won't very likely be able to read it all. But that brings me then to this first principle. There are several principles here. And this first principle that I feel is an absolute must to understand is called uh, Principle One, the imminent domain. Uh, there exists a domain of pure energy, which is the abode of the Almighty God Eloah. The universe exists in outer spaces, uh, circumferencing that realm. This universe is not expanding into outer space nor is it closing together but is spending involutionally about the perimeter of the domain the universe is the cradle of creation where god births pure energy spirits for his eternal domain now i know that there's a lot of science concept about that that uh, there is an expansion that that the the stars are um, <clears throat> are moving apart and all of that but um the manifest teaches that uh, they are actually on a an uh, evolutionary curve around the first domain. Now the first domain, um, the word domain, D O M A I N domain, domain <coughs> can be found when the Bible says, "Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Thy kingdom, D O M kingdom d-o-m d-o-m is an abbreviation for domain it's the king's domain so kingdom is abbreviation for domain there is a domain and it is called the heaven of heavens it is spiritual it is not physical it is not a part of the universe it is a spiritual domain and and uh, but yet although it is not physical and has no physical substance, it still has an effect on the physical universe as though it did have uh, gravitational and, um, and repulsive or repulsion uh, attributes. So, the point I'm wanting to make clear is that how the universe is moving and its convolutionary trail, which is something similar to the convolutional things that happen in the brain, is happening the way it's happening because of the first domain, the heaven of heavens, effect on the universe see the universe is only allowed to come so close to the first domains energy they are like anti like matter and antimatter in a sense to each other uh, it's a little different than that but I mean that gives a good comparative idea like in your body there's a miracle you have a body of flesh and blood it's matter but you also have in you, you also have in you a spirit, which is you know like almost like antimatter, and and <clears throat> they they still somehow are able to um, be in compatible space, and you have that in the atoms, you have you you have your 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 electron, the the negative energy, your proton, the positive energy, and the neutron, which, which is the energy, you might say, that is a petition between them. Now, I'm not trying to be real scientific as I explain it that way. I'm just trying to be as simplistic as possible. And this whole example is reiterated throughout the universe and here on earth where we live and it's so important for people to understand the effect that the first domain has on the universe now let me read on a little further here Um, the next principle is the Soundtron. Atom, a Greek word meaning not divisible, is rendered archaic by the fact that all physical energy is divisible, and I'll explain that a little uh, better and differently a little a bit later. Here, the manifest definition used in place of the word atoms is energy particles or magnets of fire. The soundtron is the pure energy voice imprint of God's universal will in all things. In all energy particles, atoms, there exists a super-energy particle called by the Holy Manifest, the Soundtron. The Soundtron particle is the lattice imprint image of God's design etched into all existence. The Soundtron is the ultimate potential of all possible creation blueprinted into every energy particle, atom. Every molecule has inscribed into it a type of DNA, which prescribes the possible potential of whatever any substance or energy can or cannot become. The potentiation, we call it. The next principle, which is the third principle, is latolution. Compare atomic lattice in the process of evolving creations as they develop according to the laws and the principles of the soundtrons. Nothing can be created or or evolve or emerge uh, forth in the universe that is not potentially inscribed in the Soundtron. The process of whatsoever evolves is latolution. And um, then I'm going to skip principle four, uh, and I'll go to principle five, the quotum. To understand the crystalline lattice structures of the universe, One must be able to comprehend the the Quotum of Degrees. Now, part of this is the new maths that I have received on the Quotums of Degrees, and the Quotum of Mass, the Quotum of Energy, and the Quotum of Resolution, and the Quotum of All Cosmic Substance that falls into three categories. And I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. But I want you to understand uh, this thing that I'm trying to say about the importance of manifest realization. Being able to realize things in, in a way that is totally not the way that humans speak and convey. Uh, God expresses in the Bible, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And how incredibly true that that is. So, this quotum, if you're, if, they're, if you're going to understand, really understand scientifically uh, through phys- you know, physics, they're going to have to come a day of the understanding of, of, of this crystalline lattice structures of the universe. And they're going to have to be able to comprehend, and, and one day that, that will be the case, because the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. The quotum of degrees, the quotum, that's Q-U-O-T-U-M, quotum. Of degrees, the quotum of mass, the quotum of energy, the quotum of resolution, the quotum of all cosmic substance. Now, one of the maths that I've created by the leading of, of the Lord is called Tret. And it has three aspects to it. TRIT major, TRIT um, minor, and um, uh, another TRIT uh, major, but one is resolution and the other is, is expansion. So let's take it. Number one, TRIT major. The, and this is capital T, capital R, capital I, T. And it stands for the total Resolute involutional termination the total resolute involutional termination of all matter to the cosmic scroll stage. Number two, the Trit Major, the total expand volume potential of the cosmic scroll. Trit minor, the total resolution in transit of the total variance potential of mass or energy lattice trajectories and compositions. Then <coughs> that takes us to um, two other kinds of, of uh, math. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one is called uh, this is um, principle uh, number six inversion. Within the wayprint of the soundtron, there exists an inversion mode reversal principle, which is the general atomic inversion of all universal matter structures. The oscillatory motions of the universe are halted by inversion which automatically is coded into effect, and at this instance, the atomic lattice of all universal matter will begin emitting inverted wave emissions of antimatter frequencies. During the uh, advent of this process, the electrovimatic waves of all particle properties will become magnetized to the energy focus of the first domain. And, oh, what a story I could tell on that, how interesting that that would be uh, to get into the detail of it. Um, Then, uh, principle number seven, logistical rhythmatics. Um, Let me just have a little swig of water here. Okay. So, um, logistical rhythmatics. Uh, rhythmatics is a manifest of God's geometrical design in the universe, and the logistical manifest of matter and energy, concerning the scale of its vibrations, tempos, and accelerations. So, that uh, that's give you just a little dinky insight uh, into some extremely. Interesting things. I, I just hope they're at this time in your life interesting to you, as as they can be. The atomic world is is a uh, you know a very in- interesting word. A world with all the different uh, spins. Uh, you know, the the, the that whole uh, subject. Someday maybe I'll get a chance to go into a little bit more of the atomic. Uh, you know, theories that are out there and how they compare with uh, some of these uh, new mass that I've received. Uh, but we understand that, you know, atoms are particles of elements and substances uh, that cannot be broken down further uh, without changing the chemical nature of the substance. Uh, so it, you know, is understood that only two electrons can exist in an orbit and each of them should have opposite spin and that is according to the Pauli exclusion principle: no two electrons having the same spin can exist in the same orbital uh, or orbit. Uh, but um, uh, the spin is many times misunderstood and, and misused. Two electrons can share the same orbital if their angular if their pardon me angular momentums are opposed. So there are always, in every case, uh, you know, exceptional reasons why something can be a certain way. And there's a definite um, uh, important part, uh, then, that uh, centrifugal force plays uh, uh, in, in, in the many different ways. And, of course, um, uh, the manifest teaches that magnetism is the father of gravity. And uh, there's a whole incredible uh, teaching on all of that. It just uh, is no end. Uh, this thing of magnetism, people have just not understood. Uh, the, uh, the manifest basically teaches that uh, <clears throat> it is possible, it is potentiated uh, for everything that is almost existent in the universe uh, to uh, to have. Um, magnetic, magnetic, uh, uh, capability. Um, we're not necessarily talking of ferromagnetism, uh, but like for instance, uh, some plastics are magnetic, but not by charge, but by their bonds. So there's all kinds of, uh, you know, different, uh, uh, things we have to consider, uh, especially when we're talking about, uh, the compatibility of, uh, of, uh, angular momenta and all the various things that, uh, you know, that connect to all these, uh, uh atomic, uh, uh, things that can affect or can change or, uh, can have causations. Uh, we know that some atoms can gain or lose electrons and, uh, And uh, that, uh, uh, you know, they can uh, change, they can have electrical charges. Some atoms can either, you know, gain uh, or lose, as I said, electrons. Uh, The number of protons, though, never changes. If an atom, uh, uh, let's see how that goes, if an atom gains electrons, the atom becomes negatively charged. And uh, if the atom loses electrons, the atom becomes positively charged. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, and uh, and there's all kinds of other uh, parts about that. I I I don't have too much time to keep up with every aspect of it, but uh, if I think about it a little bit, it comes back to me. It's uh, we talked last week about uh, a bubble in time. Uh, we talked about uh, how that uh, the abstract this thing of the abstract how how that it, it can have uh uh it, it can seem to be you know of a of a negative force that has no materialistic or substance uh of matter um uh but it is nevertheless an image of time uh and uh, it 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 has uh, value by effect even on uh, atomic time and uh it's um it's just absolutely Important, and that's without us even getting into the discussion of consciousness and how that, uh, that gets in into the meter of time and the rhythms, uh, as they're divided out into parts with, uh, all their, uh, equal durations, uh, the, uh, and the, disp- uh, uh, the dimensional, uh, aspects of all these things. They're just, uh, they're just exciting, uh, and, and super, uh, neat to talk about, uh, uh there's there is no there's no question about that now um <clears throat> a lot of people don't think in terms of everything that is going on but there's a a really interesting scripture here uh that I want to read uh, well, it may, it's is a word it's called hiss h i s s so <clears throat> if you turn with me to isaiah uh 526 Here, here's, here's, here's what it says. And he, talking about God, will lift up an ensign to the nations from far and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth <coughs> excuse me, and behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them. Neither shall slumber nor sleep Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, nor the latchet of their shoes be uh, broken. We're talking about something that comes from God, called a hiss. Now it, that can mean a signal, that can mean a whistle, it can mean all kinds of things from its uh, original word. But it's going to be part of an enzyme that is going to enzyme uh, sign that is going to be lifted up uh, the nations. No matter how far away, are going to get this signal, and when this signal comes uh, under them uh, from the end of the earth, there's be no place that it does not uh, show on earth. When when it shall come, um, it is going to have the effect, going to have the effect uh, that it has come with a, a a swift speed. It'll be a sudden thing you know uh and it, it'll have quickening capability and all of those that hear this hissing uh that's not the best word that i would have translated it to but but um uh it's, it's the signal of god that hear the signal of god uh, there won't, won't be any of them that will be weary or stumble among them in other words they're going to have such stamina that they'll hardly get tired uh there'll be they won't even be slumber or, or, uh, or, uh, fall into sleep. Uh, doesn't mean they won't have any sleep, but, uh, it's just, it's just showing what a super type of humans that they will become when this signal is taken into the ears and implanted into their mind. The effect in their brain from this signal will be so sensational that it will just girt these people up and, and make them Superhuman beings. I find that absolutely exciting. I find it exciting. Now, there's another scripture for that in, um, in, in Zechariah. Zechariah 10 verse 8. I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. So, these are people that have been redeemed, and the people that have gone out and, and used their talents, and have made it so that they've increased with the gifts that God has given them by the talents that they received. That they're going to have, they're going to have a doubling and a tripling of that. They're going to be increased according to what they have done, and this has all got to do with this hiss. It's tied into redeeming. Tied into the redemption. This isn't just something old fogey in the past that was mentioned in the Old Testament that has nothing that is relevant uh, to to the new times. It's it's this message from God from the from the soundtrons, from the Word of God that's written into everything that exists. It's in every atom. It's in every molecule. It's in every every particle, every subparticle. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing. There is absolutely no question about it. Absolutely no question. It is so exciting to be on the end of Revelation. It is so exciting. Praise the name of God. Okay, now there's several other things I, you know, want to to talk about here uh, as we are sort of winding together this thing of the uh <clears throat> mystery of the time because it is it's just it's just tied into such awesome beautiful stuff you know um let's just take a, a a slight break though uh and and this this will be hard for some of you to to follow or to understand uh and it would take a whole teaching but it's sort of an answer for someone that asked asked ask me a question and i told this person i would answer it on the broadcast tonight and um it's um it's about uh, you know a, a couple things it's called it's about the standing of the sons and uh and and the meaning of that um there's uh, several interesting scriptures that can be looked into about it uh but what the standing of the sons represents um is that if the the angels fell from heaven, they fell that puts them in a horizontal position and so when we talk about being righteous it's connected to the word upright which, which is you know this upright is this this righteousness being right, being upright, and being vertical. Uh, and so the standing of the progeny of God, the standing of the sons, uh, is a great event, uh, that is described in the Bible, um, you know, in a, in a, in a different language because the people that wrote it, uh, translated it did not really understand what the, uh, the deep root of the word was saying. Uh, and I won't, Take the time to explain that all right now, uh, but um, <clears throat> it was more than just an adoption. Uh, it was it was something that had to do with uh, a regeneration and a mental resurrection, uh, and it's it's just it's just a beautiful thing, uh, the standing of the sons. Then this other question was about, you know. Uh, what about angels uh, can angels die um, one of the things that the manifest uh, explained that until I received the manifest on that I never had the slightest idea of that being possible was that when God began to create uh, a, you know temporary life that was the most difficult thing uh, for God to do was to create life that was temporary because God is an eternal God and his nature is to make things to be eternal. And the angels, uh, were made to be eternal. And, um, and they are a- a- eternal. Um, so you need to understand that. I've had people say, well, no, no, that's not right. Uh, you know, th- there's the, there's two deaths. There's the first death, your body death, and there's a second death when you go into hell. Yeah, uh, but you don't die. Where the worm dieth not. Uh, you know, and of course our teaching of hell is a lot different what you're thinking, but the thing of it is, is the Bible talks about, you know, being, uh, being eternally in hell. So if you're eternally in hell and you have a presence, then you are eternal, whether you, they put you in heaven or whether they put you in hell, uh, whatever that state is or states are, uh, you are eternal. Uh, so you don't you don't die. Uh, the thing called death is death of the body, and there's death of a state, you know, of a spiritual state. But there's not death of the of the of the actual spirit, so that it ceases to be. And the Bible talks about you know, the all spirits returning to God who gave gave them, um, and that's in the twelfth chapter of, of uh, Ecclesiastes, I believe. <clears throat> so. Um, um it's um uh angels are eternal and and they can never die. so the spirit of humans who are fallen angels are eternal and they can never die either, uh, but they return to God who gave it according to the Bible. however, the physical body can die and when angels um that are uh, unfallen, angels that have not fallen. Uh, loose themselves of Bodies they are using uh, In the physical universe To communicate And to do their physical works uh, When they um, uh, Loose themselves From those bodies Those bodies do not die They just evaporate Also the spirit of a failed angel Can be put into a state Of lost consciousness Should the spirit not be allowed To return to God but is put to sleep in non consciousness, that spirit will remain unconscious because of the intense compressions and radiations of the compressed density of the universe at the close of universal expansion. Nevertheless, that spirit will never die, but can be revived even eternities later. Now, that will be maybe difficult for some of you people but you need to get off of off of the old track you need to get out of the old thinking you need to reorganize your mind because I'm giving you bible and there's lots of bible for that lots of real word of god that backs all of that and and so I'm trying to to bring you into an understanding of these things because they're uh they're they're beautiful and and uh, <clears throat> you know as regards to time you know, different people have a different way of looking at it. Uh, in the western sense, time is linear. But in the Hebrew sense, time is an ascending helix. Uh, you know, with uh, re- reoccurring patterns of of, of uh, a cyclic uh, aspect. So it's very important to understand this. That's why when we uh, <coughs> look at uh, some of the things about what the Jews were doing with the sabbath uh you know they they had um different sabbath laws they had the weekly sabbath um they 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 had uh you know the uh seventh year uh, uh sabbath which was a year of release uh they had land sabbaths they, the fiftieth year was uh, was a jubilee and there was things that uh you know were supposed to happen on all those different at times that they called, uh, they called, you know, Sabbath. And uh, in fact, the Bible seems to be fairly clear that Israel went into captivity uh, due to a, a great part because they did not uh, obey or keep the land Sabbaths, And, uh, you know, those Sabbaths were very, very important to them and very important to them keeping the covenant that they were under because uh, during those times, Uh, people that had been taken in as slaves that were even Jews uh, were to be released and set free and uh, sometimes uh, these um, uh, religious owners didn't want to set free uh, their people so they found a way to uh, in their opinion get around keeping the Sabbath of course there's much much more to the Sabbath than than any of that it's much deeper much more beautiful Uh, it is uh, really really neat so anyway um let's talk about some more things here um you've got um you know like uh, the sabbath years that are kept and uh and they all have you know uh they they're they're metaphorical to a lot of very spiritual important things for different uh ascending levels and different applications that uh, that when we have the time we'll get into, just like all of these different weights and measures that the various sacred items uh were were given uh there they're, all of those measurements all have to do with very deep and spiritual meanings even the the the, the special gold count that was given to Solomon you know that was the number six 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 had a had had a really important reverence. Uh, not reverence, but uh, uh, reference to uh, to a big revelation, and I've done some teaching on that in the past. I'm sure that uh, I'll get to do more on that as as we get into it anyway uh, I talked about this bubble in time and how it sort of ties into to the abstract uh the abstract sort of goes uh well has for a long time gone off the scale of of um regular mathematics uh into uh you know a different way of thinking and applying this whole aspect of of the relevance of time uh when you start getting into something that is abstract you know you're not into a a a positive number you're going the other way you're going into negative numbers and you're into you to abstract and yet they have found that those abstract numbers are very relative to understanding uh certain kinds of space understanding uh certain certain kinds of of uh, of things that happen uh, in in the universe um uh as as far as the 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 great the macroscopic uh, world and the microscopic world uh there's applications that are that uh, that are very important to understand so as we uh, think of this mystery of the time as we we get into these revelations and into the parallels of time, uh, the positive, the negative, and how that those provide alternate time dimensions. And uh, as we explained once before, uh, it's as simple as an interchange of position and momentum, uh, so that in any instant you could explain all possibilities uh, and the dynamics. Uh, uh Of it uh by using ordinary space time, and how that there are time zones uh and time gaps, and that th- that these all have uh uh very, very interesting applications of looking at things in a totally different kind of way than Christians have been you know willing to to look at anything. Willing to to see these things because they have been so hammered with the with the with the doctrines that they have come to believe, and uh, they have just not been willing to uh, want to um, uh, strain their minds, so to speak, to find out uh, what what the real a uh, whole truth is, and nothing but the truth so help them. God, so so it's uh, it, it's it's just absolutely uh important as we think about all of the things of god that are expressed uh in time or in the abstract or as a signature uh whether it be within the human being itself uh or uh in you know the various uh algorithms uh that are used for detecting rhythmic components that have to do even with the uh, things that belong to the, uh, the genome uh is just uh, an exciting revelation and it's in a journey in which we are uh are called to escape those um those doctrinal things that are bogged down uh with definitions that are not set free uh, it is a profound time that god has brought us to this time bubble uh that, w- that people have been suspended in for a, a a period of time uh temporary uh until they can they can uh come out of it and not only overcome uh relative time but come into the deep understanding of what sacred time is and and how that um god has the possibility uh, through the coming into you know uh, sacred time to open our minds uh, out of the uh, fixations and the concrete that we have uh, been in and to bring us into uh, a new super set free mentality it's just a beautiful, beautiful, glorious time excuse me. So, I know I could take this mystery of the time on for several other teachings, uh, but the point of the mystery of the time is the relevance, as we've said, in the book of Revelations, that which was, that which is, and that which is to come. It's going to cover all that which is past, no matter how far back that it goes, all that which is present, no matter how much it encompasses and all that which is to come, no matter how far into the future that it is, that that's what God has given to us. And that's why this kind of a life and this kind of perspective is so vastly interesting and intriguing and how it draws you out of yourself and allows you to escape from the bogged down life that otherwise you would have and, and allows your mind to soar into places that are are not just surreal but are spiritually real where we sit together in heavenly places and and we learn of the angels who who you know lift up our feet lest we dash our feet against the stones this is the moment of our calling this is the moment of the destiny has wings this is the time that knowledge is rising up. Whenever you see the growth happening in the earth and in the world, the physical world, like it is happening now, where uh, knowledge is just tripling and quadrupling, just almost weekly, and new inventions and, and new incredible discoveries are happening constantly, that is on the physical side. There is a parallel. And on the other side is the spiritual. And God always allows that there is, uh, more than equal, uh, on the side of spiritual revelation, uh, that offsets that physical revelation that is happening. God has always made that possible. And that's why this is the time of tremendous spiritual revelation, of tremendous insight, uh, which God is giving to people to understand in a deeper way than they've ever understood it before. God is the master mathematician. God is the master artist. God is the master musician. God is the master of love. And when we connect ourselves with God and we are linked into that that chain of spiritual being, that we are connected, ladies and gentlemen, with, with the eye into the future and the all of the all. And this all-seeing eye, as it begins to live in us, Jesus explained it. He called it the single eye. You, you don't, Look out and see all of the distracting things, uh, and, and the distorted things and the discouraging things and, and the things that, that bring about depression. Uh, you get into that single eye and it, it lifts you up. It gives you purpose and reason. It, uh, overcomes all natural logic. It guides you, uh, with such spiritual, uh, thinking that you are so elevated in your spirit that your whole body is affected by it and and uh we have seen so many signs and wonders uh, we remember the one time that <coughs> we had a, a just a moving of the spirit and um uh, the spirit uh you know like the breath of god experience and <coughs> excuse me <coughs> we felt god so breathing into the different people It's actually breathing this, this holy breath into the different people. And, uh, it became so powerful that we couldn't help but notice that, uh, uh, men's pants legs, leg, uh, pants, their, their pants on the legs and women's uh, long skirts, uh, they were blowing from, from air coming down through their body and coming out the pores and blowing, uh, their, 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 uh, skirts and, and men's, uh, leg pants. And it was just so sensational as we recognized this breath of God was so powerful. It was just breathing through the whole body. This, it's what God is wanting to do with this knowledge you, know, you must never allow yourself to feel that it is beyond your comprehension because that's what happened when Jesus was here when he was doing the miracles when he was raising the dead when he was healing the blind healing the deaf and he did all these things and he was teaching his word uh, yet the Bible says that you know he was the great light and it shone in darkness but the darkness could not comprehend him but Jesus said there's coming a day that it's going to be different and you're going to do greater works than i've done because of this this time of of indifference that happened uh while he was on earth that they that there's going to be people that are going to open their minds they're going to open their eyesights they're going to open their ears and the bible over and over repeats he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying so God is speaking to you and God is speaking to his people and he's asking his people to believe because believing is such a beautiful thing. It is, it's life, it's spirit, it's faith, it's grace and it's the power that God wants to use to deliver you. Okay, I'm going to um, uh, go into Gentile. Uh, the thing that has been put on my heart um, is that there are a lot of people sort of fighting off fatigue. Uh, they, they just fight this fatigue and they don't know what to do about it. They can't seem to get rested. They can't seem to overcome a fatigue in their body. And so I want to uh, have this gentile for you tonight and deal with it in your adrenal system. Uh, so if you are ready to receive that, uh i'm ready and my wife will be coming here to play the organ in a little bit uh we didn't get to hear her and it'd be nice if uh we could, she could just play for about 5 or 10 minutes uh because we had this problem with uh, a new company taking over uh our our uh um, our broadcast system but we didn't get any notice and so uh we weren't able to get on and we just had to finally track down someone that could finally get us turned back on. And we just barely got, uh uh you know, turned on around 930. So I thank God. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, 730. So I thank God for all of the people of you that did hang in there and stick with it. Uh, so here we go on the Gentile, and then my wife is going to play for a while, and you could just uh, hey, stay on and listen. Uh, she'll play for at least uh, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Um, hypothalamus to the pituitary, pituitary hypothalamus to the thyroid, to the lymphatic gland, to the parasympathetic, sympathetic neurotransmission system, to the cerebellum, to the white core, brain tissue in the spinal column. Send message into the adrenal uh, glands. Uh, to begin to release uh, in connection uh, with various um, other kind of strengthening hormones. Uh, from the hormone system being loosed by the pituitary and the hypothalamus from the brain's brain and from the, uh, the gray, uh, brain stem in the, in the spinal column, uh, begin to loosen that energy, uh, into the body and uh, blend it with the adrenals, adrenaline, uh, in, in, uh, capsules, uh, that will, uh, release energy twice a day, uh, into the bodies of these persons that are needing this healing for, for a ten day period if there's any inhibitors or blockers that would uh, be blocking this uh, action uh, they are now canceled God bless you so much we love you and I want to tell you there is an incredible blog that I have just put on it's a it's an incredible blog you should you should go to it uh, it's part two uh, and you should go to it and Please make comments, would you? So that I know that you're really interested. We know statistically there are hundreds of people coming on there, but we really need your your support of just signing in and saying, Hey, I love this or this is great or I believe this or praise God. So good night to you. My wife is going to be playing the organ for a while here.